0: Yeah. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Movie Cinema Film. Uh, You won't know this based off of when we release the episodes, uh, but this is the second episode of the day that I am recording. Mm. Um, It's actually going to be released before the other ones, so we're going to F with the space-time continuum in our podcast world because we are now recording an episode that's going to be released almost immediately... Wow, we're gonna release episodes from the past after this. Whoa, we're not even gonna say in the other episodes that it is the past. This is the only time you'll find out about it. (laughs) So if you start listening for the first time after this episode, you're not even gonna know that you listened to our lives out of order. Wow, um, that's that's like time travel, right? That's like the closest you get to time travel. Yes. Also, if you skip this episode, then you're going to miss out on Brendan O'Brien, guest hosting. That's me. Yes. Uh, You guys don't know this yet, but uh, Rena Ezra, another uh, member of Late Night Hump, guest uh, starred on the earlier episode today. So then we got Brendan O'Brien on the later episode. Um, it is a late-night episode mm. for Late Night Hump after Late Night Hump at New Jersey Weedman's Joint. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting night. Uh, we were under the uh, patio ceiling. Oh, that's how it got? The roof. It was good. Uh, John Wendell was our headliner, and he uh, had a very fun set. Cool. Yeah, he went for a very long time. It was... Very refreshing to see somebody do comedy for that long, even wearing a mask. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're not getting a lot of sets that exceed,
1: like, half an hour these days, so... And it's a good place to do that. It's a good place to just, like, flex
0: out anything that's been in any kind of corner of your brain that you've been (laughs) thinking about. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, people don't really know that this space exists in that way. Like, they kind of know. Like, I kind of make it known that... Spots are open, very uh, lengthy spots, mm. but then people are like, how long can I go? And I'm just like, vibe it out. Like, if the people hate you, then just get yeah. off. But, like, if you're <laughs> vibing with it, stay with it,
1: you know? Yeah. What percentage of comics do you think are able to, dis- can tell whether a crowd is with them or not, and what percentage do not have that sense?
0: Um, I'd say most people... Um, like, do well at Weedman's Joint just as a result of um, people being high. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a big one, yeah. Um, and in general, when people are high, they just find joy in the world because it is the most wonderful plant that's ever been grown mm-hmm. all over this great planet, yeah. Um Yeah, so like when people are at the joint, like everybody's just having a good time. Everybody's laughing. Even people who aren't uh, smoking pot feel like they're smoking pot, you know? Yeah, (laughs) kind of like vicarious. I've I've had people who have asked
1: me that they want to have their first secondhand experience to be at the joint. So I think sometimes it's uh, a little hard to believe that because it feels like it's too good to be true. But
0: it's just as good as it sounds. This is very true. This is very true. Well, you guys are probably wondering why we uh, brought you here tonight after I um, drove back all this way from Trenton, New Jersey... Um, we brought you here to talk about a very wonderful streaming app mm. that we're not going to name out loud because they're not paying us to be sponsored. Wait, so we're going to go the entire episode without saying the name of this this glorious uh, just service? W- just rhyme it. Just say what it rhymes with, All and right. people can guess it. But we don't want to give them free promo. That's All just not right. how it goes on this podcast. It might be the Smytferian flannel. Is
1: the name of the service the Inferian Flannel, the Smangririan <laughs> Crannel.
0: <laughs>
1: Those are all variations on this wonderful place. Well, without naming it, it is has it has been a joy to have this channel, if you will. Um, especially during COVID, like we became deep watchers of all things on this service and. It's just good. It's I think it's definitely a service. So we're just some context also. We're watching uh, on this particular streaming service. We're watching the Olympics from 1997 and guess who's on the big old jumbo in Atlanta? It's good old Bill Clinton <laughs> and a bunch of people holding hands. So, but they do it. They have very interesting stuff and I think A lot of times the service does get kind of labeled as, like, the snooty service or the one that's, like, a little bit artsy-fartsy, and they definitely have stuff like that, but also they just have a lot of things that you will not find anywhere else, and that's the best thing about it. It's like stuff that would get lost in time is available on the service that we love.
0: Yeah, like, right now I'm looking through the list of films that are featured here because I want to give you guys an accurate depiction Um, today, like... Of films that if you were to get your free trial that you could watch right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially like with how COVID's been, like you might have a week at home where like you're working from home and you're kind of watching stuff in the background and you might want to, I don't know, get a free trial of this and like watch some films. So basically Brendan and I are going to give you the criterion channel streaming guide from what we've watched so far and like that's not to say there's not other great stuff on here cuz there's a lot of great stuff that we still need to explore Too and much like sometimes. get acquainted with yeah cuz that's the hard thing is like you see people's names and like you don't recognize the name and then you don't have any like, awareness of what they did. So it's like, I'll get to it eventually, but, like, I'm not drawn to it sometimes because I'm like, I don't know who this person is. They're from the 70s and from uh, South America. It's not that they're bad. It's just I wouldn't even know that by reading their name. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have to dig deep and, like, do some research, which it does give you a very lengthy description of a lot of stuff. Yes. It's not like Amazon where... They have, like, the DNA thing.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's just, you know what, when you you read read the descriptions of these films, you can just tell the person who wrote it really loved the film a lot, and they just want to tell you all the reasons why you should watch this film, which is good. It's good to watch something on a service that has people working on it that are picking out really good things that
0: they care a lot about. I will say this is definitely um, the filmmaker's uh, platform Mark Marin subscribes to this mm-hmm. um, like anybody who's trying to get like a film education like you're saving yourself the cost of film school by just getting this yes oh, you yeah. can legit just watch all this stuff and then do what you see on here with your iPhone yeah and just write your own stories that apply to your life mm-hmm. like we're right now giving you the secret um, to succeeding in the film industry it's just watching tons and tons of film yes uh, which you have tons of access to, because we live in, like, the digital age. Yeah, it's all here. And, like, a lot of it's, like, in, like been
1: hell of it. In, like, very good quality, too, so. hmm Yeah. We really Yeah. The good shit. Yeah, shall we jump in, or? Uh, I am. Okay, cool, because the, the, the first movie I want to bring up is a movie I literally just finished about an hour ago, and it is called Lenny Cook... Is it cool if we start with Lenny Cook?
0: Yeah, we could definitely talk with Lenny Cook. Uh, it was one of my favorites on this whole streaming app, yeah. the whole damn streaming app. Um, yeah, you can give an intro. If you yeah, like, uh, so the basic uh, yeah. synopsis
1: of the movie is that it is about Lenny Cook, who was back in like 2000, 2001, 2002, he was one of the highest prospects of any of the high school basketball players in the country and he was following on the heels of people like lebron or um kobe bryant and tracy mcgrady and then several others that were in his circle like lebron and like carmelo anthony and amari stoudemire who went from high school right into the nba and kind of like chronicles his life and it's made by uh benny and uh josh is it josh Safty? is he the yeah. One? yeah
0: yeah benny and josh Safty, and it is awesome Yes, it is wicked good. I think it's one of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen. Yes. Just, like, some of the footage that they have is just, like, it's astounding to, like, watch. Because, like, with basketball, like, you can't fake a dunk. You know? Right, right. Like you can't fake just like destroying and fucking on people like yeah. in a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, and like it's it, it, like the basketball itself is
1: impressive. It's just also like it's one of those documentaries where you just look at and you're like, man, how fortunate that they got this footage of like even when you see like people like Melo and LeBron like in like way like like people knew they were gonna be good, but it was before they ever got to where they were. And also, the film covers a large span of time. It goes from like two thousand. One all the way through into like, 2006, 2007, something like that.
0: Um. Yeah, and that's the good thing about Criterion Channel is, like, it brings back these things that, like, screened at, like, one or two festivals and then had no lives, no distribution afterwards, mm. and it's just giving them a home and hopefully paying the filmmakers a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, which is just very cool. If nothing else, it's just bringing them to the forefront of, like, people's thoughts so that uh, we talk about uh, a lot of classic films. And like people shat on the cr- Criterion channel for not having very diverse uh, filmmakers, which like now that I look at it, like, yeah, they're not very diverse, but like mm. they're definitely trying to add a lot of diverse filmmakers. And it's like better than looking at any studio alone.
1: Yeah. And like most um, of the, <laughs> the streaming services, like, like they're like once like, all, like recently, like with uh, all the stuff with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter that like, came more to the like the forefront of people's kind of eyes. Uh, most of the services did kind of. Like, at least have a section that was dedicated to black filmmakers. No, like, but Netflix friends. was god-awful. They put the help to the front. Oh, you're right. They did like right, right away. Yeah, what a weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are, some of them are trying. Some of them are doing better than others.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. There's just the help driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Just all the classic. Crash.
1: Yep, just the way that America has interpreted black people in film for so many years. Of oh, all the years. I didn't realize that Don
0: Cheadle was a producer on Crash. Hmm. Does that make you like it more, it, knowing that? Not really, just because, like, <laughs> uh, it's not one of Don Cheadle's best works. No. Yeah. I don't think it's anybody's best work in that movie. Yeah. Um, it kind of just is what it is. Like, I think it just will. Yeah. I, I just really don't like it. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to trash a film. No, nah, nah. I guess. No, nah, we're here to talk about the things we
1: like, all the things that are great and wonderful. And um, yeah, and I think one, uh, because this movie is an early film for Benny and Josh Safdie, uh, that's one of the good things about this channel also is that they have a lot of the films made by filmmakers that you do know and it's like a a lot of the earlier stuff and the stuff that you probably haven't seen yet and then you watch it and it's one of those films where you watch it and you see the stuff that will happen later on you see the influence that it'll have on good time and, and on Uncut Gems uh, and it's also just cool to watch a documentary where they're not explaining all of it to you and not like overly mm. expositing, expositioning, um, with like talking expositing. heads, expositing, yeah, with A kind of voiceover. Talk. Like, it, like it, it's like cool that like, they have very, like, very personal to these people and then don't they just like let them speak for themselves and like let their interactions where they're just watching mm. basketball just
0: be the forefront of whatever's going on. Yeah, and also in this thread, while we're on this topic, The Black Balloon is also a wicked good Safdie Brothers short that's on the Criterion channel. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, Yeah, it's just very Safdie Brothers. It's a short, so I don't really want to ruin anything. Yeah, It's already called The Black Balloon, that ruins that there's a black balloon in it. I don't really want to talk anymore about that. Oh, they do still have Yorgo's?
1: Yo, we went on a tear and watched all of Yorgos, Lothamos' stuff. And it was... it was Some were
0: definitely better than others, but just overall, it was very a very interesting experience. Kaneda? Yeah. I would recommend. It's really weird. That one was the weirdest, right? Yeah, that was the one
1: with the... It
0: was like the film crew, right? Or was that Alps? Mm, I think the film crew was Kaneda. Okay, yeah. Um,
1: Dogtooth was awesome. Dogtooth was... I think the, from watching all of his films, especially the ones that are on Criterion, the, uh, Yorgos, with his movies, you, he doesn't, like, like, warm you into it. You just have to, like, figure out what the world is like, and then you kind of just accept it, and that's kind of how all of his movies are,
0: especially a lot of these earlier ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, the funny thing about Dogtooth is, like, I used to work, uh, in Warwick at the Albert Wisner Public Library. You know about it because you're from Warwick. No, nope. <laughs> Never heard um, of it. Never, Nope, not aware of this. Well, yeah, it's the new library they built in our town while we live there. <laughs> mm, no, uh, Greenwood Lake Public Library. That's the only library that matters anyway. Um, OK, wh- whatever. <laughs> um, but when I worked there, I remember this coming onto the shelves and just seeing that it went to so many festivals and got good reviews, and mm. I just, like, had no idea who Yorgos was. It was before any of these films had come out. Mm. Um, that he had done, in the future, like, The Favorite, that was more, like, mainstream, or The Lobster. Um, and I just kept looking at the cover, and it just looked kind of disgusting. I mm. think it's the bleeding dog too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, like, there definitely are
1: parts of it that are disgusting. He does not worry about grossing out his audience when he shows his movies, but that's kind of a part of the fun, I guess, is that you're a little bit challenged in the things you're used to
0: seeing. If you're, like, a very tame person who, like, goes to work and goes home, eats dinner with your family, and then goes to sleep, and on the weekend, like, maybe does one social event, like, your ghost land the most will make you, like, get your money's worth. Mm. Like it's very much like he'll show you some naked people, he'll show you some weird sex, he'll make you think about some weird psychological concepts, yes. he'll make you think about life and your mortality. Like Yeah. It's very uh profound. Yes. Yeah.
1: He's one of kind, he's very unique his sex scenes do not, like, they, like, they are some of the the least sexy things I've seen in a movie. They're, like, sometimes you think they're going to be sexy, and then
0: the longer it goes on, the more you realize that it's just a little bit, like, twisted. Yeah, it's almost never meant to be sexy. Yeah. It just, like, immediately turns into, like, watching animals every time people (laughs) in a Yorgos lent the most movie fuck. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, instantly, like, wait, are we socializing or no? We're not. This is just, like pure, like, yeah. sex on camera, and it's just weird. I
1: mean, that's why some people get turned off by this stuff, because they get reminded too much that they're just another animal, and people don't like to believe that. They like to believe that human beings are evolved past being just another member of the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm.
0: This is very true. Um, yeah, so... I guess this is kind of how the episode's going to be. We're going to jump around a yeah. lot, because there's a lot of movies, right, that we want to yeah, talk about. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Because, yeah, even though, um, even if you don't have criteria, and a lot of this stuff is on HBO Max sometimes, you can get it at your library, which is probably opening up for the first time in a long time. Um, use your library and fill out your censuses by the end of this week, uh, by tomorrow, actually, if you're listening to this on the day that this... Podcast comes out. Yeah, voted um, Yeah, the Supreme Court fucked us on the census, so uh, basically uh, we're gonna get miscounted in our America. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> um, probably, but also like I don't think it really makes a difference. Like fifteen days, but yeah, Trump basically ended the census with the help of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I've never watched Coco, The Talking Gorilla, A Talking Gorilla. There, that's the thing, too, is that there's some titles when you're looking through here that
1: just, even if you you weren't looking for a movie, like, you go on Netflix and, like, very rarely do movies kind of draw your attention and that you like, weren't looking for or that, you like, weren't advertised to you, but Criterion has some,
0: some like, very interesting stuff that just, by name, makes you want to watch it. It's very archival. Yeah. And, like, I think Martin Scorsese had stuff to do with it, so, like, there's a lot of people who are connected. There's, like, Alfred Hitchcock on here. Like, a lot of classic filmmakers and a lot of new filmmakers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Sofia Coppola's stuff because she's coming out with a new film. Yeah. Yeah. And also, that they... They
1: have, like, a lot of cool top ten lists, too. So, like, you can see directors, like... Uh, like, they have one from Barry Jenkins where they just have, like, the top, their top ten movies from cartoon that they pick. So that way, like if you're not sure what you want to watch, cause it can be overwhelming. Cause there are a lot of films. You can just like look up maybe your favorite filmmaker and see movies that inspired them and movies that they
0: watch when they were making the movies that you like that they made. This is very true. Um, speaking of which a film that definitely has inspired me as a filmmaker. <clears throat> um, and it's currently on criterion channel. I watched it, uh, in Ireland, which was very fitting. Mm. Uh, but Hunger by Steve McQueen. Have you seen the film? I have not. Tell about it. Uh, this is probably Michael Fassbender's best role. Mm. Um, and he plays Bobby Sands during the hunger strike, basically. Mm. Um, which, like, if you don't know, uh, like, Irish history at all, and the Troubles, and just all of the shit with the IRA... Like, this is a pretty good movie to start with, I guess. Well, it's like, it's intense as fuck. Uh, just because, like, that was a very intense time for everyone. Um, I don't know. Kind of like what you're seeing now, but, like, not, like, as mass mobilized, right? Mm, Yeah. did they have mass mobilization? You would probably know better than I would. Uh,
1: They definitely, yeah, I I think just by, like, by the nature of the IRA, there definitely were a lot of people, especially when it came to, like, the conflict over religion. There was definitely um, a lot of uh, resistance between people who were Irish Catholic and the ones that were Irish Protestant. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like do know a bit of the Irish history just from having relatives that were around a lot of that during that time. Cause my grandparents came over from Ireland in like the, like 40s, I think, 30s, 40s. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, so that was, that was definitely a part of it, yeah. And like that, but people in Ireland don't really shy away from that history. They like, they like that, like they very openly talk about it though, too. Yeah.
0: Um,. Yeah, it's just a very good film, though. Mm. Um, the cinematography is made is great. Obviously, Steve McQueen went on to make Twelve Years a Slave, which won him the Best Picture. Mm. Uh, and then I have not watched Widows yet, but that was less well reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is definitely one of Steve McQueen's best films, um, and I think everybody should watch it. Um, whether or not you like Ireland or not, um, unless you're, like, boycotting Michael Fassbender, because mm. I've heard some f- shit about him. Yeah. From the tabloids and from other Twitter sources and news sources. I feel like he's not a great person outside of film. But yes. Maybe he's trying to change. We maybe can only hope so, right? We can only hope so. Mm. This is true. All right. Do you have something else that you would like to recommend yeah, to our wonderful wonderful viewers out there. Yeah,
1: to uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Playtime, which I watched the other day. Uh, it is a French film. It was made in 1967. And uh, it kind of is just a... if, if So it, it does follow a main character who kind of goes... He's kind of walking throughout the city and he ends up going to this convention where they're selling unorthodox items. But basically, it's just kind of like a snapshot into this version of Paris that is very technologically advanced and they have a lot of buildings that are very clear and transparent so the movie's just like a series of very physical gags it's almost hardly any dialogue at least like um understandable dialogue and it uh yeah it kind of just follows a bunch of people who are caught up in going to the airport and uh, trying to buy things in storefronts and it's just it's very good it's very well made it's very clever and it's it's probably one of the best films in terms of prop work and like scene work that I've seen in a very long time hmm. yeah so yeah
0: I have to watch it yeah
1: and like, I think there's a lot I mean there's, a, there's probably a bunch of uh, foreign films that We have on our list, too, because uh, that is, again, one of the benefits of the service is that they do have a lot of foreign films. And this is one that if you are someone who maybe you don't always respond to foreign films because it's kind of hard for you, this one's good because it's mostly physical. So you can not even read the subtitles and you'll probably basically understand what's going on. Oh,
0: wow. I like that a lot. I hate reading. Yeah. Uh, I'm an English major who hates reading. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you did a lot of it, to be fair, so maybe you
1: uh, you reached your quota of reading. I'm
0: just tired of it. Yeah. yeah. How's We? Because Jordan's in the middle of reading Aunt Kind at of the moment. Oh, God, it's so fucking long. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman's novel. It's 700 pages, literally. Um, I'm definitely trying to get through it. That is really all I can say about it. It is due on Friday, which is coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's way too soon. Yeah, I guess I'm going to just have to finish it. Maybe it's due for the weekend. I don't know. I guess I can incur some fines to help the library. Oh, wait, now my library is fine-free. I don't have to return that wait, shit. Wait, they're fine? Wait, that's, is yeah. that a new thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so now there's no incentive to ever bring books back.
1: <laughs> just, like, the goodness of your heart is the only reason you bring it back. Otherwise, you just keep it forever. and They probably
0: will lock your account, though, mm-hmm. and not let you get more stuff. So, So that's probably the one reason. Yeah, you have to decide whether it's worth it yeah nice yeah what you got Jordan um I'm gonna go with uh this movie by Greg Arakai. I don't I don't really know how you pronounce his last name Mysterious Skin ooh yes I love Mysterious Skin you have watched it I have yes yeah um yeah I've just never watched it very interesting queer story. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's uh, It's not the movie you think it is when it first no, starts. definitely
0: not. It's very intense yeah. after a while, which, like, a lot of the gay experience in America is kind of intense. A lot of it is, like, complex and, like, at times, like, dangerous just as a result of, like, having to be secretive about things to certain people or whatever and, Mm. like, the people you are allowed to be open with, um, yeah, I just think it, uh, is definitely an interesting film and, like, it's definitely, uh, like, over the top, like, I don't think this is everybody's gay experience, Mm. I don't think it's this brutal for everybody (laughs) at times and, like crazy at times as like this story is but like yes it is for some people it's even worse than this story probably for some people but
1: yeah I mean. there's a very interesting they do an interesting thing with genre in this movie where it kind of feels like it's a certain type of genre and then mm. it definitely yeah. uh, kind of pivots on it a little bit in a very clever way or a very like like interesting way uh, it's a very early Joseph Gordon-Levitt performance, too, that's very good. And kind of, I think if, if you're lukewarm about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because maybe some of the stuff he's done in past recent years, like Dark Knight Rises and even, like, Inception, aren't, like, really the best stuff. If you watch something like this, it's, like, it's, like, him and his, like, in some of his best stuff. It's, like, this and Brick and, like, Angels in the Outfield. That was
0: peak Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, um, I enjoyed his, uh, his performance a lot. I thought it was Pitch Perfect. Yeah. It was what that film needed to work. In a lot of ways. For a straight person to play a gay person. (laughs) Yep. In a long list of straight people playing gay people. Yep. Um, Cool. Uh, do you want to throw something else out there? Yeah, let's see. Uh, ch- how about... Uh, oh, wait, let me, let me do another uh, gay movie. Do it. As well, while we're on the topic. Uh, it's directed by Shirley Clark. Portrait of Jason. Ooh, nice. Which is just a San Francisco man talking about his life being gay in the 60s. And it just feels very... It feels very fresh and new, even though it's, like, old. And it just sounds... It's, like, very interesting to hear what it's like to be a gay black man um, in this time period, and also just to hear um, how empowered Jason feels at times, but then also the other sides of living the life that he was living. Um, Yeah. It's definitely an interesting film. It's on the list of the thousand movies to watch before you die. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a, bit a guiding force of what movies get watched because you want it to be on the list if you're going to watch something. And yeah. And all these are. It's the New York Times. thousand movies to watch before you die book. And I've just been checking off mad movies. I think I'm, like, a tenth of the way done. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Well, but I'm more than a tenth of my lifetime. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah. So maybe that's not
1: good. How long have you been, like, intensely watching movies, though? Uh,
0: uh, Pretty long now. I don't know. Maybe not as long as I I could. Yeah. I could be better. We could always watch more TV. That's the lesson today. That's Right. So go home after this and turn on the TV while you're listening to this. Put this podcast in your earbuds, in your ear, and then put on something on the TV. Like right now we're watching the Olympics, which is sports. And we're trying to learn how to be sports people because Mm -hmm. like all we do is watch movies all the time. But like sports can be a movie sometimes if it's like a sports documentary, which this is what it is. Yes. We're just watching random clips of like muscle men. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to get on some bars and just uh, grab the bars. Yeah. Yeah. yo, They all have pretty good
1: hair, too, for the most part. I guess these are all the people who are the, like in some of the peaks of their lives because they're like late teens, early 20s. And have just been like working out multiple times a day for many years at this point now.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, they also know they're going to be on TV. Oh, we just saw Fall. Yeah. So they edited that in there to show us Fall. What was the movie,
1: because this wasn't going to be my pick originally, but what was the movie that we were watching that was a, it was just like clips of people in the city, and they were like making a movie, but they were like not making a movie. It was kind of like ambiguous as to whether it was Uh, real or not.
0: Oh, Sim, oh, fuck. Speaking of ant one of the main characters is a scholar on this film. The, the one I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like, psycho, wait, fuck, what is this film? Yeah.
1: Because that was the one that we turned on that was just kind of like, I think it was just like middle of the day. It's like hard sometimes to find a, a, a movie that uh, you could put on in the middle of the day that feels like it takes place in the middle of the day, and this one was, and it was just very bizarre. What was it because,
0: called? Uh, fuck. Did you have a number in it? Sim. Oh, okay, here it is. Symbio, psycho, Psychotaxoplasm Take One <laughs> Symbio Psychotaxoplasm Take One Directed by William Greaves, which like in Ant Kind there's a lot of like racial stuff. And like mm-hmm. William Greaves is a black director, so like yeah, the film critic is very much like I know this film, and he brings it up to every single black person he meets that he is, like, a scholar of this Mm. film. (laughs) Yeah, this book is, like, very much like... A lot of the comedy is very much like you being witness to, like, this man being very cringe. Mm. Just, like, in his relationships, in his, like, conversations with people of all races, like, of other genders. Mm. (laughs) Yeah uh yeah it's a very odd charlie kaufman book but like obviously everything charlie kaufman does is very odd yeah um yeah so where are we um should we um you know what i want to recommend what George Washington by David Gordon Green. Ooh, what's that about? Um, it is like, I don't even want to describe it. Like, it's about kids, basically. And just, like, a horrible thing that happens to the kids. But, like, yeah, it's just kids being kids, really. Um, and there's a kid with, like, a soft, like, underformed head who wears a helmet, who, like, a lot of the story revolves around, um, this kid's disability but also like his power i guess kind of mm. but also like the fact that uh he's constantly like worried about boys roughhousing with him mm. because it's like very risky to have a soft head that like he could break his brain at any moment because he doesn't have enough like fully formed skull or something like Damn. that yeah and like i don't know if uh David Gordon Green, like, knew this kid from, like, just locally, like, from his college and doing a short film in college, and, like, he was, like, an actor or not an actor, I don't really know the story, but, like, this film is, like, a legit film, and it's, like, very well done, like, it's very obvious why David Gordon Green was able to, and was given, like, a lot of films afterwards in his career. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, yeah, it's good. very well done. The cinematography is amazing. Yeah. Um, also, I realized I I gotta I gotta add another film. Sorry, because I just realized I'm a sexist. <laughs> I've, done, I've done all men so far, mm-hmm. so I have to counter it out with uh, some female picks. Ooh, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna talk about aspar. I'm gonna say asparagus. Mm, yeah. Uh, the animated short by Suzanne or Susan Pitt. Uh, I really have become a fan of Susan Pitt's animations. Uh, she has a lot of them on Criterion Channel, and they are wonderful. They're trippy. They make me um, happy that I smoke weed. Wow, another guy fell off the horse. <laughs> yeah, these are like not yeah, really the most flattering like clips. Yeah, I feel like it's just American propaganda to make us think that America is the best because it's the Atlanta yeah. Olympics. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Um, Oh, no Yes, Suzanne Pitt is very, uh, trippy. I enjoy her films. Um, also, Barbara Copples' Harlan County, USA, uh, is a documentary. Have you ever seen that? I have not, no. Um, it is, uh, a documentary about, uh, I think coal miners, uh, And in Harlan County, and just their fight for, like, union representation and workers' rights and shit like that, and it's just crazy, like, what was able to be... Photographed and just, like, how neutral it is, and, like, how you're, like, literally sitting in the back of these meetings and, like, seeing how the room is taking things, mm. and, like, seeing the reactions of people. Like, it's very sterile. Like, there's not a lot of editing, so, like, it feels very, like, oh, wow, I'm watching this thing happen mm. as it's happening. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, and then... David Lynch, The Art of Life, mm. directed by Olivia Neargard Holm. Did, did you watch that? No, which one is that? It's like a documentary where David Lynch just talks about art and his life, but... Yeah, it's also directed by a woman, so okay. she gets credited as the director. Yeah, I think
1: you're going to bring up Eraserhead, because Eraserhead is, we watched. Well, now we can go over, over yeah. to Eraserhead, now that
0: I've uh, balanced the genders a little bit. <laughs> I can go back to men. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a biased app. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I need to watch more female directors. They do have app, them there. There They're are a lot of female directors. We yeah. have a lot of Maddie D out. Um, that's a female director.
1: Yeah, but Ray Tire was a weird experience watching. uh, I was kind of, I feel like I was kind of falling in that sleep watching it. Uh,
0: It's, uh, David Lynch is a tricky movie. I love it. I love that movie. Yeah, (laughs) I know you did. That movie is, like, great. It's on my list of movies uh, already for talking about today, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. It just, like, makes you think about life in a very abstract way, which, like, It's rare that, like, art can do that, like, take you out of the normal life Mm -hmm. and, like, bring you into a different place, kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's weird, though, because, like, there are some parts of that movie that are, that feel so, like,
1: way too real emotionally. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole setup feels very, like, normal of, like, the main character going just, like, you know... Uh, to meet or talk to the, his, uh, his partner's parents and then like and then it just gets so crazy and like this movie gets gross at times and like it's like very impressive uh, the way they do all the special effects with like the creature stuff and the stuff of the food uh, it is definitely it makes sense when you know who David Lynch is and some of the stuff yeah. he's done uh, I can only imagine what it was like watching this movie when it first came out
0: though oh yeah i can't even imagine but like a lot of these films you have to think like they're at film festivals and like they might be midnight screenings they might be 10 p.m screenings they might be 8 p.m screenings like it turns into an event like especially like things that did get distribution that are on the criterion channel like any of those films like they were targeted at people who were going to see them in theaters and like not focusing on anything else and like want to watch something that was like crazy. Yeah. You know and like a lot of these films like in foreign countries are like like we said like oh it's your opportunity to see boobs it's your opportunity to see violence it's your opportunity to see something that you don't see in your normal life or that it's like unacceptable in your normal life or if you see it in your normal life it's going to stress you out so like you watch other people do it Mm. so that you don't have to feel bad about it happening like you could just be like this is fake cool yeah i'm just going to move on and like documentaries make you feel like you're doing charity work yeah and they make you feel sad but like you're not actually doing anything you're just watching a documentary
1: yeah like we you saw we, yeah like we saw wild one child nation in oh, in sundance oh my god that was just <laughs>
0: that was true porn yeah, yeah. cuz it was it was it was just like so much of that it was just it was so informational much, though. yeah yeah, it was yeah something that like we did pay attention and get the message I don't want to like just jerk it off right like yeah that is fucked up what they're doing in China yes yeah
1: and like it, it's, it's like good like, it, like it, especially when we saw it because it won the award for, I think for best doc uh, and it was definitely good that, that many people were seeing it it's just it was it was it was a lot of information mm. yeah Um, a movie I saw early into our Criterion uh, streaming was a movie called Sidewalk Stories, which I recommend. Uh, It is directed and starring Charles Lane, and it is a basically a remake of The Kid by Charlie Chaplin, but done in 1980s New York. And it's just like The Kid. It's also a totally silent movie. Uh, And a lot of the gags are similar to the ones that you can see in The Kid. And uh, one one of the other things that is good about Criterion is that they have uh, a couple... You can do uh, pairings where they'll give a short and a feature that go well together, which is fun, Uh, especially Mm -hmm. if you're, like, locked down and you just want to have, like... A whole night of watching movies that feel consistent with each other. You can do that, and they also have very interesting double features too. And that was one that I watched a double feature with the kid, and it's a it's a very good physical performance, and it's cool because uh, I guess when the kid came out, when a lot of Charlie Chaplin stuff came out, I'm sure a lot of the stuff that was in his movies probably felt very timely. But I think and, and like in ways it still is like the stuff about you know poverty and uh, having to work you know the working class you know is still generally Relatable, but Sidewalk Stories feels like it really upgrades. it cause it's about kids getting abandoned, and it's about uh, parents who do abandon their kids because they can't financially support them, and uh, it also has like a lot of the same stuff that Charlie Chaplin had—a lot of the stuff about pe- like different outsiders and people who are generally outcast from society finding solace and friendship with each other. So it's good, very very
0: good. Mm. Hmm, So, have you watched any Agnes Varda? I have
1: seen, I, I saw your list, I have seen Cleo from five to seven. I watched that when I was in school. Uh, uh but yes. Did you like it? Um, I thought it was fine. I think I was a little, uh, I think I got a little, like, it, it I think I was, like, interested in it when it first started, and I think as it went on, I kind of lost interest in it. How
0: did you feel about it? I liked it. Yeah did the trick for me. It was good. Yeah. It was definitely a good slice of life. Yeah. Good. Uh, showing pictures of that world and just, like, good photography. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what it is, like, with a lot of these filmmakers, is they're really showing the places that they have access to and, like, where they could bring us and the worlds that they could bring us to, and, like, that's definitely the case with that. Yeah. I also watched Uncle Yanko. Ooh, what's that? Agnes Varda. That oh okay. it's like her uncle, like it's legit just like documentary. Mm-hmm. It's just about her rich uncle in America, I think. Hmm. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Where's she from? She's she's French? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah, have Joanna Hog stuff. Yeah. I don't watch this movie.
1: Yeah, they got lots of French stuff, lots of French filmmakers. They have a lot of
0: stuff from everywhere. Yeah. I'd be surprised if there were countries they didn't have stuff from.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's cool, because I think it's, it's very easy to forget that the U.S., is, even though the U.S. in a lot of ways is the center of the film industry, there is a lot of other pockets and other film communities that are making really interesting stuff. I watched uh, cause there, uh, what was it? Oh, Seventh Seal was on my list for a while of movies to watch because it's kind of just like a classic in the, uh, and I feel like I've seen the part with him playing the, the main character played by Max Sydow. I've seen that image of him playing chess with, with death in either like other films or just like in like film classrooms so many times. And it's uh, it gets a lot of hype, and it's worth it. I think it, I think it li- definitely lives up to the hype. It's very interesting. It's very existential. I've been looking at a lot of existential kind of like nihilistic films lately, and that definitely meets the bill. And it's, yeah, it's good. And, uh, especially, it's, like, very interesting to see the movies that were made a long time ago, that even though the, the language feels a little bit dated sometimes, the, like, sentiment is very, uh, very relatable. Because, like, especially, like, if it's, like, written in a very poetic way, and Seventh Seal is definitely
0: like that. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's good. Um, do we want the, uh, A Couple Fucked Up Movies? Yes. Uh, have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yes, I have. Uh, Lynn Ramsey directed that, and it is quite a film. Uh, very scary. Um, yeah. It, is, it works up to a specific moment, mm. and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it makes you feel real real weird stuff you're in, inside watching that movie. Um, then I was going to also say, did you watch uh, Wasp? Which was a short by oh, no. Andrea Arnold. Uh, that movie is very tense. Uh, yeah, it is like what you can do with editing. Like, it's just a 26 minute short, but like, there's just so much that happens in it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then another film while I'm at it, just because I have such a big list and I don't want to keep you guys here for seven hours. <laughs> Uh, White Material by Claire Denis, Mm. uh, which was just, like, an interesting film about colonialism. I don't know why Claire, uh, like, I don't think, I don't know why Claire Denis is making, like, she's also white, right? Yes, yeah. But, like, it's an interesting film, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She made, what, uh, she made, oh uh, the... Robert High Life. High Life, yes. Yeah, yeah, which I really love. That's, like, one of my favorite films, I think, of all time. Yeah. Like, legit, that movie. Yo, Robert Penson's just, like, getting to make,
1: like, do work with all of these Criterion people. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, like, just
0: probably one of the best working actors. Yeah.
1: Um, we watched Lenny uh, a few weeks ago, and you had seen it before, correct? And then Correct. Yes, and it was yes. my first like, time watching it. Almost before I started doing stand-up, like it was so long ago. Yeah, so what was your experience watching it again after not having seen it for a while and also having
0: done a lot of stand-up since you watched it? Uh, It makes me think Lenny Bruce is just worse. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm just like, wow, his stuff just does not hold up. But, like, yeah, he did, like, curse, and that was, like, cool. But, like, yeah, there were definitely people who did crazier shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it also is what it is. Like, you can't just get mad at somebody for not, like, being crazy all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I don't really know a lot of Bob Fosse movies. So that was good to watch yeah he does a lot of
1: like he's because he he has like he's kind of noteworthy for the style of dance that he made popular uh and he also i think he directed a lot of musical films as well so it was interesting to see i guess it's still like the like a movie about a performer is probably the hook that that kind of lured him in uh oh sorry jordan's scrolling through and i'm looking uh don't look now is probably like top top um recommend uh of things i've seen a criterion it is kind of a it's like a it's kind of a thriller it's a little bit horror-ish at certain points um i have been on uh, a uh, donald sutherland tear um cause I watched that i watched invasion of the body snatchers and i watched clute all like within like a couple weeks of each other and don't look now is great. It's it's basically he, Donald Sutherland plays a, a man where him and his wife they're grieving their daughter who had just uh, who like dies very early on, and uh, he's a he his job is that he goes to old historic buildings and kind of like refurbishes them and fixes them up a little bit. And while he is in Vienna, I believe uh, there are these two creepy ladies who start to. to say some crazy stuff and then it's, the ending is like one of my favorite endings of anything I've seen in a long time.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, damn, there, there's a lot of horror on here so Mm. like if you're a horror person now is the right time to go on because they have a bunch of horror for October. Yeah. Um, I honestly need to watch a lot of these. They have a lot of David Kronberg which like he is definitely the horror guy and like the guts guy and the Mm. blood guy. Um, yeah, I talked about it on other podcast episodes, Black Christmas. I think. Yeah, Black Christmas was like was very good. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I talked about a lot of these horror films, but there's a lot that I still need to watch. Yep. There's a ton.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is I I think what keeps the keeps Criterion from just being kind of it's like a little like artsy fartsy and a little like and like a snooty um, service is that like it has like B movie stuff on there. And it has like things that are not like for everybody and they're not for people who uh, have like you know it, there's a little bit for everyone there's it's very like diverse
0: like styles in a lot of these mm. films yeah um word yeah uh, uh before
1: we get off the horror kick i'll just throw uh, one more out there i watched please. i watched chronos the other day which is Gabriel del toro's first feature i believe and it's just a it's a very interesting form of a vampire movie. Uh, the mm. The basic setup is that it takes place in Mexico, and there is a, an older man who runs an antique shop, and he finds this scarab, which is kind of like a like a golden beetle statue uh, that you might have seen in something like the Mummy. And it latches onto him and kind of makes him feel certain things. Makes him might make him lust for blood. I don't know. Mm. I guess you have to watch it and find out. But it's uh, it is definitely got some like real B-movie feels to it and it's also it's got like a lot of the stuff that Guillermo's is going to do later on like it's got the like young um, wide-eyed female character in the granddaughter and it's about like family and it's about the dark things that happen to, to good people and uh, like the kind of whimsical fantastical elements that a lot of his films have and it's got a young Ron Perlman in it so and he's looking he's looking good he looks like probably like, he's like fit and looking young got nice dark hair and he is mugging it up so hmm. watch chronos
0: word yeah um they have a very obscure michael Sarah short film gregory go boom what janixa uh, uh bravo um have you seen it I have, yeah. It's very good. It was on like the Jash YouTube channel, but I think they took it off a while back. Hmm. It's just like very, yeah. I, I just recommend people watch it, yeah. Um, yeah. What What are some of your favorite short films from the app? Do you have any off Ooh, the top of your that's head? That's a good question. Uh, Black Balloon was definitely one up there that I liked a lot. Um, other shorts. Uh, I liked uh, antonyms of. Beauty by Kalika Okay. Um, I also liked, uh, while well, you're thinking, I'm buying you some extra time. Thanks. Um, I also liked The Above, which was a short by Kirsten Johnson, uh, who made Dick Johnson is Dead. Oh, yeah. Which wait, is on Netflix. That that just came out, right? Yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> Honestly, like, go on to Criterion Channel and just watch, like, eight different filmmakers who don't look like you. Yeah. Because, like, that's, like, the best thing you could do with this channel is just, like, find people who you never would have thought. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was, like
1: Life of a Clown. I did the pairing. It was Life of a Clown and La and that was, like, very, very satisfying to watch. Yeah, La was good.
0: Um. You talked about Asparagus already, right? Because I, I think we did. Yeah, we talked about
1: Susan Pooh. Yeah, because we, we did. There was a double we did with that, too. It was Asparagus, and then we watched Fantastic Planet afterwards. And it was two very interesting animated films. Hmm. And that was by a French director named René Laloux. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like it's, it's interesting you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of films that because I think with, especially with shorts you, you tend to see mostly ones that are somewhere in between like the like three to like ten minute range but this one kind of has that middle ground where it's got some things that are, like, are 20 minutes 30 minutes that kind of are in between the feature length and the short length
0: which is nice that they have uh... yeah because all of these films basically premiered at film festivals there's such a range and how long they are. So you can really just customize to your schedule and like pick stuff based off of uh, how much time you have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of... There definitely have definitely been times where you are either going to run out of the house we have other things to do and we have to, we can gauge like, alright, like, do we have time to watch one more short? Do we have time to
0: watch two shorts if they're all squeezed in here? Yeah. There's just... Yeah, there's just so many... Things on here, um, it really goes on forever and ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you? Because we watched uh, Eight and a Half, which was a Fellini film. What did you think of Eight and a Half? Eight and a Half is good. I, I had it on my list. I feel like that's definitely a classic that people should watch. Yeah. yeah. People talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, have you seen The Sweet Hereafter? No, I've heard of it though. I just, yeah, it's yeah. by Adam, goyan Okay. It's very good. Um, it's very dark also so like you have to be ready for like a tearjerker and like just sad situation yeah um yeah Yeah. have you seen Les Samurai
1: no so it's a Melville uh film and it's it's like a kind of like a cold hitman noir type film uh inspired stuff like Driver and uh The Driver other movies with The Baby Driver all these Movies where it's like with Kevin Spacey, yeah, that just right. inspired a bunch
0: of Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that's right,
1: it inspired Kevin Spacey to be in movies with cold blonde haired killers. Wow, yeah, who would have
0: thought? Probably Kevin Spacey, did. God damn it, Kevin yeah. Spacey. Um, oh, a- wait, sorry, what? Nothing at another short. What is it for that? It? that it? Uh, The Horse by Charles Burnett. What is that? Uh, it's about a boy and a horse, and it's sad. Like, a lot of these movies on the Criterion general are. Yeah, also, most movies that
1: have to do with a boy and a horse, like, very rarely do they end, not sad. Yeah. Just, like, at, like people and animal movies in general, like, a kind of, like, buddy movie where it's some kind of sweet animal. Oh, you know, we watched, we watched, um, A Boy and His Dog, speaking of animals animals and human counterparts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you like that? It was
0: okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was
0: weird. Hmm. I watched Shampoo with Warren Beatty. Oh, it's the Howl Hal- Hal- Street, yeah. yeah. It was interesting. It was fun. Yeah,
1: if you're gonna watch it, like anything you watch in here, you're gonna at least be interested in it's, it's, There's gonna be like one part of it that kind of like
0: stands out. lot of stuff on here guys like i don't even know if i want to be doing this podcast anymore because i'm just like i need to watch every single one of these films like i feel stupid that i haven't been watching these yeah it's a lot well
1: and the good thing is too they they definitely cycle stuff in and out and like they the like they without making this into a commercial for the service they they do have a, a nice setup where they sh- are constantly showing you what's leaving so you know to watch things before they're gone. And they show you things that have just commenced so that way you always, always get something new that's just right on the site. And then also just, like, the categories are very well organized. They just make it
0: easy to find things. Yeah, this shit is fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I'm literally just adding a bunch of shit to the... My the queue our queue yeah Um, wow it's just so much so much so much there is so much so many things to watch so many things to learn yeah it's like a reminder because like sometimes you think you
1: like when you're burning through like the next the Netflix queue or the Hulu queue it's more Netflix. Hulu isn't really the go-to movie service, but you're burning through Netflix and you're thinking you you watched every movie and then all of a sudden you get humbled when you go into the Criterion channel and they're like, nah,
0: here's like, like three decades worth of films that you have not even heard of yet. Oh my God. I'm like just so sad that I'm working like 12 hours straight tomorrow because like Ooh. I just want to watch movies for 12 hours straight. Yeah. I guess I could just watch movies for 12 hours straight once I'm done working. And then I could sleep for 24 hours to make up for that. I like it. I like it. Yeah.
1: Is there anything that you're look that you're scrolling through now that is, like, number one priority for you to watch?
0: Um, uh, uh, I don't think anything, like, specific that uh, I need to watch. I think I've watched a lot of stuff, like, Brazil is going off by Terry Gilliam. Mm so I feel like you gotta watch that at yeah. some point. Uh, that's basically the main thing like you said it's like it kind of regulates you to watch things that are going off soon cause like it just doesn't make sense um other times
1: oh they have Gene, yo Gene Dealman I did not watch that on Criterion but I'm seeing it's here now, Gene Dealman is just a it's an experience. I watched that when I was in film school, and my professor, because the course I was taking, he uh, he was taught... Like, we, the whole semester was about time and the way that filmmakers use time, and Gene Dillman is just a long movie that is about a woman just doing everyday activities for most of it, and you just watch her in full length, and it is kind of a rite of passage. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a necessity. Um...
0: I have not watched it, though. And I went to film school, kind of. Digital media production school. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, another interesting thing that this uh, app has is they have Art House America, where they take you into, like, screenings that certain theaters have. Like, they have Jacob Burns Film Center in Pleasantville, which, like, I've been there before i don't know about you Brenda. yes i have also um they have like theaters in juno alaska and shit uh seattle montana let's look at montana in the roxy theater in montana Oh, nice they have very interesting things they have a movie about sea urchins and the seahorse they have a lot there's all that's it's, like sea all life. like yeah sea life octopuses Yeah, wow. It's just all short. How interesting is that? Hmm. Hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't talk about Jim Jarmusch, right? You're not. What you got? What's he doing? There's just all of his stuff, and he's just a great filmmaker. Like, I will say one thing that's not on here, I don't think, is Patterson. Oh, that was him? He made that? Yeah, I do um, um, Yeah, Patterson was by Jim Jarmish, and that starred uh, Adam Driver, and uh, that's actually the bus, I think, that is our bus in Rutherford. It goes through Patterson. Um, so, like, hypothetically, Adam Driver is our driver. Wow. Wow. What, what, you a, what a world we live in. We're in the simulation where Adam Driver is our driver. Yeah. Um. I'd be be shocked if I saw him just because I know that he is a driver, but like if I didn't
1: know who he was and I saw him driving the bus, I would believe that he was just a bus driver. Just an ordinary,
0: Mm -hmm. everyday bus driver. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but the films I like by him, Down by Law, which is uh, just a great New Orleans film, Dead Man, which is just like a great forest film, Mm -hmm. like if you're from where we're from, I feel like that's, like, a film that you gotta like, just because it, like, reminds you of being in the woods and shit like that. Yeah. And, like, fantasizing about, like, well, what if I went down the river, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of that stuff. Also, Stranger Than Paradise. There's a lot of good Jim Jarmusch on there, like I said. Um, Yeah. What else uh, is there? Anything else that you need to cross off your list, uh, let's or is see. it time for us to uh, uh, let the damn people go? Yeah, I think
1: they just gotta go out and start watching this stuff. Uh, let's see. It's not on the list. Of, I don't think I don't know if it's on Criterion still, but I watched Alphaville early on. That's a, another good noir. They have a, a very mm. deep noir collection. Um, and yeah, I think. Wild Strawberries. I watched Wild Strawberries. That was also... That one was uh, was pretty good. It's another classic. Uh, I just like, yeah, I feel like I've, i probably... I think I've probably seen more French movies on this
0: okay.
1: service than anything else.
0: They have a lot of Bong. Bong joon Yeah. Wait, what do they got? Tons. Influenza. They have all the short films. Whoa. And The Host and Mother, which are... Yeah, we should watch those. Yeah. ASAP. I'm going to watch those tomorrow. You? during during work no jk <laughs> boss listening to my podcast right now jk i don't have a boss my boss is an algorithm. So many JKs, so many, so little bosses. Uh, so Beefton, do you have anything that you would like to, uh, plug? Ooh, uh, just follow that Late Night Hump and see all the stuff that's going
1: on. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on the, look at the Late Night Hump website. We got a bunch of things in the works and a lot of post production. And you can follow me at, on uh, Instagram, at Brendan OH Brian. Like Brendan, oh, Brian on all the social medias, and it's been a pleasure, as always, to talk movies and talk about this wonderful, wonderful place that we get to watch movies.
0: Thanks for that. Um, if you guys are listening to this, uh, when it comes out, um, you probably still have time to see Jordan and Rena of Late Night Hump. Uh, at Urban Renaissance, I think they're going to be uh, doing stand up comedy around uh, two p.m. ish, a little after two p.m. Uh, Urban Renaissance is going to be happening at uh, Rock and Joe's in Union, uh, New Jersey, I think, and it is in collaboration with Cambria's Havens uh, Cat Cafe. Uh, which I'm gonna be teaching improv classes at Thursday nights or comedy classes in general. Honestly, like it's kind of gotten to the point where I just talk about different types of comedy and like bring them together um, through like workshop type classes. And on the second Thursday of the month at Camaros Haven Cat Cafe, which is in. Riz- Roselle Park, they're having Urban Renaissance, which is like their festival, like at Rock and Joe's in Union, New Jersey, just because they want to have a different place that has bathrooms are more accessible. But the Cat Cafe is a small place, in Roselle Park It is like nineteen East Westfield Ave, I think, if I'm getting that right off the top of my head, and you could like pay per hour to hang out with cats. And if you come to the comedy show, we're going to have room for a couple of people to be in the audience, but mostly it's just going to be hanging out with the cats.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, whether or not you want to do comedy with cats or watch comedy with cats or just hang out with cats when I'm not even there, Mm -hmm. uh, that would just be a nice thing. Just tell them I sent you to Cambria's Haven Cat Cafe. Let uh, Sierra know. She works there. Um, maybe she'll, uh, give me a little kickback, uh, on your cats. <laughs> no, I don't know. The cat kickback. Now, now that feels a little weird that I'm, like, dealing cats like they're drugs. Um, hmm. but honestly, yeah, um, I'm gonna be taping some stuff at the Cat Cafe, taping some stuff some other places, so keep an eye out for that. We're probably gonna be releasing a, uh, series on Late Night Hump soon, uh, that we have in the bank uh, that we're kind of going to look back at and see if it's ready to go and if that's okay we're going to do that um, yeah just uh, stay positive y'all uh, also uh, you could probably go to Wheatman's Joint this week if you're listening to this when it came out if you're not listening to this when it came out then uh, it's not Wheatman's Joint week anymore only the first, second and third Wednesday of the month are we still watching the Olympics? Yeah. I don't know what's happening. What the now, fuck? Uh, I did not know Atlanta looks like this. Yeah, now it's just people
1: who are just standing on the side. The ocean of Atlanta. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, well, thanks for having us in your uh, bedroom or your car. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, uh, you guys, we're going to be talking about Montclair Film Festival. Probably Brendan will be yes. on that. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I already bitched them out before last episode, so I don't need to be uh, oh, salty in this episode. Um, well, they haven't gotten to my bitch session yet, actually, because that episode of the Felia is coming out after this. Oh, that's right. Get ready. Yeah, but... Oh, wow. I am absolutely